Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to Golf Talk Live. I'm your host, Ted Odorico, broadcasting live every Thursday, 6 to 8 p.m. Central from Panama City Beach, Florida, home of the world's most beautiful beaches. I want to take this opportunity to thank everyone for joining me on my weekly broadcast. Every week, I'll feature some of the best instructors, coaches, authors, and entrepreneurs in the golf business today. I begin with a great discussion on Coach's Corner, followed by an insightful interview with my special guest. So let's get started by introducing tonight's Coach's Corner panel. And as uh, good evening, everybody, and welcome to the show. I'm Ted Odorico, your host. And as most of you probably have figured out, uh, Coach's Corner isn't starting actually until next week. So... I forgot to change out my uh, my intro again. I didn't realize that until after it got started. But anyways, thank you, everybody, for joining me tonight. I'm very, very excited. I've got a great special guest coming up here in just a moment, uh, Holly Taylor, and I'll tell you a little bit about her, and uh, and then we'll we'll start our, our interview. Um, again, thank you, everybody, for joining me. And as I mentioned, Coach's Corner will be starting March 5th, uh, and we'll be going to a full broadcast, the full two-hour schedule. Uh, Coach's Corner starting off the first hour, and then my uh, interview guest following uh, the second half, but uh, as most of you that have been following the show for any length of time know that in February, I kind of do a, a golf talk live light, if you will, and just do a few interviews uh, just to kind of get warmed up for the season. So um, it'll be next week that Coach's Corner will be, uh, uh, will be coming back on, and we've got some great uh, uh, guys and gals that are going to be uh, coming on the panel discussions uh, beginning next uh, Thursday, uh, right through the end of the season. We're going to have another a uh, lot of great insightful uh, discussions on the panel, so I hope you'll stick around. Uh, let me also remind everybody that Golf Talk Live is brought to you by the iGolf Sports Network. Uh, iGolf Sports Network or iGolfSports.com for short is a live stream broadcast and media production company uh, providing top quality programming designed specifically to attract the golfing enthusiast. It's a new um, platform that I'm launching actually a little bit later this season, uh, so I will keep you updated on that as well. I'm very, very excited about that and going to be a lot of great uh, people involved in that uh, network, so uh, you definitely want to stay tuned for that. It's going to be very, very exciting. Um, as I mentioned, I've got a great guest tonight, uh, Holly Taylor. She is the head uh, golf professional at PJ Golf Club in uh, Port St. Lucie, Florida. Uh, she's also the 2019 South Florida PJ Sections Merchandiser of the Year in the resort category, and she was also the PGA's 2016 Merchandiser of the Year for a resort club in PJ. South Florida uh, PJ chapter. So uh, lots of great experience, and I uh, just had a chance to talk with her for a minute or two before we went live. So uh, please welcome my very special guest this evening, Holly Taylor. Good evening, Holly. Hi, Ted. How are you? Uh, I'm doing very, very well. Thank you, and, and I'm very, very excited to have you uh, uh, join the show tonight. And I just want to say a special thank you to uh, Jessica Lloyd for uh, setting this up for me. I appreciate it very much. So, Jessica, if you happen to be tuning in, Thank you very much for, uh, for connecting Holly and I. Um, okay, so let's talk about, as I said before we went live, I, I wanted to kind of get a little bit of a backstory on you. So tell us a little bit about you yourself, how, do you, how you sort of gravitated to golf. Were you, uh, did you start playing at a fairly young age, or was it something you took a, a little bit later on in life? Well, I was fortunate enough um, growing up, I had a father who was a, uh, you know, he had at the time worked nights. My mom worked days, so I was sort of the uh, I was the baby by a lot of years. So I spent a lot of time with my dad, and we had two things that we did almost every day. I, I mean, I grew up in New England, 
so it was seasonal, mm-hmm. of course. But um, from the time I was about four, I played golf with him, you know, every day in the summer, and then ice skated as well. So um, I've been doing that my whole life until pretty much I came to Florida and the, the ice skating went away. But, um, you know, so he, he was uh, a really terrific golfer. I could never beat him, unfortunately. But, um, you know, he I just learned to love the game through him. And, you know, he taught me to be, you know, competitive and, and you know, just have fun. I just love the game. And so I was fortunate, you know, to get started at a young age and never really thought I would uh, get into the game as a profession until after college. And um, I started working as an assistant golf pro. And, you know, here I am 12 years now at the PGA Golf Club as the head professional. Very good. So what was sort of that, what made you kind of decide that you wanted, because again, it's not something that everybody necessarily gravitates to. I mean, some people kind of grow up and think, well, you know, I'd like to play competitive golf and maybe they play, you know, for a collegiate team and then eventually move on to one of the tours uh, or they go into the teaching side. So what was really the deciding factor for you that said, hey, you know, I think I'd like to, to go into the teaching side of things. Well, what happened, um, you know, in college, um, I actually played on the inaugural women's golf team at Boston College. And, um, you know, it was, I was there for the first three years of it. I started there as a sophomore. And, you know, we had a great time. We weren't very competitive, but, uh, you know, we kind of got the program off to its start. And then after I graduated from college and got what you call a uh, real job, per se, um, you know, I, I missed. The golfing life, and um, you know, my father was always one. You know, once you got your college education, you know, go follow your dreams. So, um, I started working at the golf course that I grew up with, and then I got a, you know, a winter job down in Florida, and I was actually trying to play competitively, um, you know, with the hopes of playing professional. And I found out, you know, pretty quickly that I wasn't going to make a living doing that. But I really loved the atmosphere and working at the golf club. So I started right there down at uh, Inverary Country Club in uh, Lauder Hill, Florida, working in the bag room. And then from the bag room, I moved into the golf shop. And then I went back and forth for years working as an assistant in New England and Massachusetts and and then in the, you know, the um, winters down in uh, Fort Lauderdale. So, um, you know, I became a... Class A professional in 94. I just celebrated my 25th anniversary as a PGA member. So it's pretty exciting. There's wow. only you know, just under 800 women in the PGA out of, you know, 27,000. So it's pretty neat. Right. Yeah, it's definitely a uh, a, a great crowd, if you will, of, of uh, women in, in the PGA. Uh, I've actually had a, a number of them on the show here over the years. Um, you know, it's interesting, you know, you really had kind of the best of both worlds because you got to um, – you know, teach and, and play up in New England uh, during the, the warmer months, if you will, and then you had the opportunity to come down to Florida and uh, and enjoy the winter months down here and, and do the same thing. So it's uh, you kind of had really the best of both worlds. So how did uh, when did things transition for you? When did you become part of the PGA Golf Club? Well, after many years of going back and forth, and my job up in New England became, you know, um, you know, more and more involved, you know, becoming the first assistant up in New England and then getting my first head pro job, you know, I didn't need to come down 
and do um, both work in the, you know, work up north in the summer. And then right. here in the winter, I could take the time off. And then um, I got married and I uh, have two beautiful boys. And I had this little boy who, once I took him to the PGA show for the first time and he found beautiful weather in Florida in February, you know, in January would say, mom, I want to move to Florida and play baseball. So <laughs> I started, um, I got this job came across my desk. It was sitting there on a sleeting day and I think it was February up in uh, Hingham, Mass. And this job came across my email, you know, for the PGA golf club and I applied and um, I probably never would have unless my husband said, I don't want to be cold anymore. And my son wanted to go to Florida and play baseball. So I applied. And um, at the time, Bob Baldessari was the um, general manager. And all mm-hmm. the stars came together. And I um, got the job. And I started in July of 2008. Very good. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a um, PJ Golf Club is a great club. And uh, certainly a, a, a world-class facility to uh, to be part of. So let's talk about some of the let's talk about the golf courses there. There's 54 holes, uh, so you've got a good variety of of holes to play. Tell us a little bit about the courses themselves. Um, obviously, very can be very challenging, but at the same time, um, very accessible even for those players that are not uh, as as affluent on the golf course as say you and I are. Yeah, what is so very special about the courses at um, the PJ Golf Club is the three courses, the Wanamaker, the Ryder, and the Die course are completely different courses. So, you know, if you come there or you're a member, you know, you just come to play for a, a weekend or you're a member, you get to play three distinctly different courses. And then what's really neat is, you know, there's five sets of tees plus an additional friendly tee. And what we've done with the courses is, you know, we have the traditional five sets of tees, but we've also done a combo. So we've done a combo from every level, from all the way back to the next set to all the way front, you know. So, uh, and then we have the very friendly tees for someone who, you know, is either a beginner golfer or, you know, a youngster that's, you know, not ready to, to go back. So, um you know, what's really neat is that any ability can play. I mean, you can have, you know, a professional or you can have a brand-new golfer starting out. And, um, you know, each course is so different. Like the Wanamaker is, is a very, you know, that we hold all our championships there. It's very difficult, but it's very it's kind of a true Florida course with a lot of water and sand. And then you have um, the Ryder course, which – has rolling hills and tall pines, so it's more of sort of a, you know, northern Florida, Georgia course. And then, of course, you have the Pete Dye, which is out there on the reserve, very link style. And, uh, mm. you know, you're kind of away from everything. It's really fun to go out there and just, um, you know, kind of be out and about with nature and just a totally different experience. So it's it's really a nice mix. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice mix, a different style, of course. So you have something different. You can play you know, each of the courses and have a different experience, um, which is terrific. Now, we're going to talk about the memberships uh, in a minute, but um, one thing that's really great about the, the PJ Golf Club is it's also open to the public as well, correct? Correct. We are a semi-private facility. And um, as I've been there in my 12 years, when I first got there in, you know, 2008, it was completely um, public. 
and then within the 12 years we've transformed and we have a you know a really terrific membership but we are semi private so one in the in season you know November through April one of the golf courses is always open to the public so it rotates so we try to do when I set up the scheduling I really try to make sure that let's say on a weekend you know, if the Wanamaker is semi-private on Friday, then the rider is semi-private on Saturday and the die is semi-private on Sunday or some sort of rotation like that. So if you do come in for a weekend or a few days, you get to play, you know, all three of the courses. Yeah, which is, again, which is nice because it gives the, the, the golfer, again, regardless of ability, it gives them an opportunity to see uh, and play a different style, of course, uh, each day if they choose. So, and it's nice that the fact that it is open to the public um, but also, as you said, you've, you've sort of transitioned into a, a semi, semi-private facility. So obviously, uh, you rely on, on uh, your club members as well. So talk about that. Um, you, you've, you've transitioned, as I said, to semi-private now. Tell us a little bit about some of the member benefits. Well, what's, you know, the PGA Golf Club is a true, you know, golf club. Um, you know, if you look at you know, people will say country club versus golf club. You know, we don't have um, a swimming pool. We don't have tennis, you know, things like that. We have three golf courses that are beautiful, that are tournament ready every day. Um, We now have, um, we've had it, but we've really beefed it up. We have a six-hole short course that's open to the public, you know, and also for our members to go over and practice and work on their short games. Um, It's free of charge. Anyone can go to the neighborhood and families really get into it, you know, and then we have our practice facility. But we offer, you know, a lot of various memberships. We have our annual membership, you know, year-round, and we have our golf, our membership loves to play golf. I mean, they play three or four times a week. We also offer a seasonal product where for the snowbirds that's good from November 1st to um, April 30th. And, you know, they're full golf members, you know, during that time. Um, You know, we offer a um, junior membership, an executive membership for people under 50. Um, And then we do have sort of an introductory membership for that member that's still working up north and can only come down, you know, a few times a year. But, the you know, the beauty is there's no assessments. It's um, owned and operated by the PGA of America, Um, you know, the courses need renovation or, you know, we build a new clubhouse, the members don't get assessed. There's no food and beverage minimums. Um, But, you know, we have a a beautiful clubhouse that uh, has public access, but, you know, what we like to say is our members get to use the entire facility. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, we also have our private member dining, but, you know, we do have um, options for the public or the neighborhood. You know, even if you're not playing golf, we have a great Taplo pub, that great sports bar, and, you know, we do the Sunday ticket during the thing, and every booth has a TV. So it's it's just a, a really fun, vibrant community. Yeah, and I think that's, imp- I think that's important, uh, you know, Holly, with, with any um, organization, is you want to – you want uh, obviously in this case because you do cater to both members and to the public you want to have something uh, that you can offer both of them you want to have that that sort of club feel for the members but at the same time you want it to be inviting uh, to the public uh, so they feel that even though they're not members they feel like they're kind of part of that membership in in, in a sense so i think that's great uh, the way you guys have have got it on 
And I'm looking just very quickly here at um, some of the instructor bios, and I see that uh, Nancy Corsellino is uh, one of the instructors there, and she's been on my show a few times over the years, and she's just a really, really terrific lady. Yes, I got. I was fortunate enough when I was um, the director of the uh, Learning Center um, to meet Nancy during one of our Ryder Cup Junior Academies, and um, you know Nancy was one of the instructors, and we hit it off. And she was looking for a winter home, and uh, we needed a, a lady on the, um, you know, a, because so you know, as I know, so many women enjoy taking lessons from women. And um, sure. it was just a perfect fit. So, gosh, I think Nancy now has been there. I think we started that in 11. So she's been there nine seasons now. So it's been a great fit. And then we have Billy Orr, of course, who's our, you know, lead instructor, and he runs a great program. And he's there, you know, 12 months a year. Right, exactly. Yeah, I'm not as familiar Billy or, or or Jamie, but I am with uh, with Nancy and and uh, yeah, you've got a, a good uh, a good crew here, if you will. Um, so let me ask you. I just want to go back to to playing at the PGA Golf Club for just a second. Um, if I was somebody that had never played there before, and I walked into the pro shop and said, you know, I want to play as obviously as as uh, public. What would you say to them? What uh, it, would you try to steer them to a specific course if they've never really played a lot of golf and maybe they're they're not uh, you know certainly at the at the level of a, a scratch player, but maybe they're not quite uh, a 25 handicap either. Um, do you try to um, you know obviously they're, they're they have accessible to everything based on on uh, what you had said before, but do you try to assist them in some way to say give them to, to ensure that they have the best experience possible their first time out? Well, true. I mean, you know, we we try to find out when they're available. Um, you know, occasionally it's always a good idea to call ahead because occasionally we might be hosting the National Assistance Championship or the, you know, the Senior Professional Championship and our semi-private course at that point is, you know, being used by them for the week. So it's if you're making a trip and you, you have your heart set on playing PGA Golf Club, it's definitely – a good idea to call ahead to our reservations department and just check availability. Um, but what's really neat is, you know, we depending on when you want to play, the course is kind of picked for you because it is the semi-private course of the day. However, um, with the, the number of tees we have, it's really easy, and our and our starters, you know, really work hard on, um, you know, getting to know the the golfer on the first tee if they're new and kind of seeing you know, what their handicap and experience level is and sort of directing them to the tees that will be the most fun, you know. Right. You know, the Wanamaker and the Die, you definitely want to play a little shorter, and the Rider, you Mm -hmm. can play a little longer. Um, You know, if if I had my wish list, if I was coming from the north and I was rusty, I would like to start on the Rider to kind of get my my golf game back. And then... uh, Mm -hmm. I personally would move to the die and then the Wanamaker. Other people find the die the hardest. I find the Wanamaker the hardest. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, it's really the you that played. you're trying to play. Sorry. Yeah, that's true, and and, that, and that's something as an instructor you want to, um, you know, we try to guide our students in playing from the tee that's appropriate for them. I mean, there's nothing worse than, you know, coming out to a club or to a golf course and you've got somebody that clearly is is not. Uh, 
uh, at, at that uh, higher skill level yet, and they want to play from the championship tees because they feel like they're getting cheated if they don't. And what they don't realize is they're just, you know, they're holding everybody up behind them because they're, they're just not able to, to play it. So you want to make sure, and that's great that you guys do that, that you make a point of, of trying to help them to have the best experience possible. Um, so let's talk a little bit about instruction. We mentioned uh, some of the people that you've got working there. And I know you have programs for adults, and you've got programs for, for juniors as well. Tell us, start with the adults, and then tell us a little bit about the junior programs you have available. Well, we have a wide variety of programs, as you know. Um, you know, for the adults, we, we just do constantly year-round. We do our Get Golf Ready programs, which are our series of five lessons, um, you know, they're an hour and a half long. They're a group clinic, and they're only $99 for five lessons. And we have different levels. We'll have a ladies only. We'll have a beginner. We'll have a level one, level two. So that's a really solid program for either a beginner or someone coming back into the game to get refreshed. Um, and then with our membership, we offer a lot of um, fun clinics. You know, we do one every month that's open to the membership. It's kind of a presentation clinic and we do an hour of the clinic and then we all go out and we have happy hour and, you know, all the instructors are there and we, you know, kind of discuss and have fun and talk golf. And then um, we can really program anything, whether, you know, you're a member or not, you know, you can have a series of lessons or just, you know, an hour at a time, depending on how your game's going. And then, um, you know, we offer a lot of stuff in the off-season mostly for the, um, you know, the kids. We have uh, camps, um, and then we have our um, born-to-play program for kids under the age of six, and then um, our sports academy, which runs year-round for, you know, the kids that are there, you know, live there and are really working on their game. And then we have our, you know, summer camps, and our spring break camps and things like that, which a lot of our members, you know, take advantage of for their grandchildren who come down on spring break, you know, from the north. So there's a lot going on, but we can really, um, you know, program anything or tailor any sort of, um, you know, instructional program to any individual. That's fantastic. Now, Holly, let me ask you, um, just sort of following up a little bit on women's golf, now, you know, according to a lot of different sources, uh, the National Golf Foundation being one of them, the industry has really seen sort of an uptick, if you will, in the last um, several years of new female golfers or, or, you know, coming into the game. Are you noticing that as a trend at, at uh, the PGA Golf Club as well, that more and more women are, are taking to the game? Absolutely. I think probably, well, I mean, number one, my golf shop shows it. Um, if you, when the minute you walk into my golf shop, you'll notice that most of the golf shop, well, at least 50%, if not 60% of it, is targeted for women. I mean, I just really focus on them and and the beautiful outfits and things that they can buy. But we have such a strong, strong um, ladies group from the beginner level up to the very serious golfer. And it's, uh, you know, whether you're, you know, a member of the club and you're just a beginner or you're a very serious golfer, I mean, there is so many options for you 
at the club. And if you're not a member of the club and you just live in the area you're visiting and you want to come in and either take lessons or get involved in, uh, you know, meeting some people and and kind of just getting into the game, um, you know, there's all different things we can do. There's nine whole leagues and uh, 18 whole leagues and, and classes and, I mean, ladies' golf. I mean, golf is good in Port St. Lucie. I I can tell you that, but ladies' golf is really good. Yeah, you know, we're seeing it really all over the place. Um, more and more women getting in, especially uh, younger women getting in. That you know, they're seeing a lot of these young stars, if you will, on the uh, the LPGA and the Symmetra Tour. And uh, I think they're they're starting to identify a little bit more. And then you're getting, um, you know, even some of our our older women as well that. Uh, want to play with their husbands, you know, um, and obviously want to play um, with, with their, their girlfriends and things like that too. But, yeah, we're really starting to see, I think the National Golf Foundation, if I'm not mistaken, I think they averaged around 33 to 35% of all new golfers each season, at least over the last several seasons, have been uh, female golfers, new golfers coming in. So it, it's definitely a, a big uh, influx, and I think it's great for the game. Uh, you know, and, and obviously we'll talk about your... Uh, your shop here in just a minute um, but talk about the lifestyle you, you mentioned earlier you know for those that live right there um, what what are some other things I mean you talk about uh, obviously some great golf but uh, it's a community feeling tell us a little bit about that well the area right now is booming and um, what I love so much about you know where I'm at right now with the PGA Golf Club is you know, there's so much to do even if you're not golfing. So, you know, we have a big social component at the club. We we do a lot of social events, you know, themed dinners. Um, we have a great Mahjong group, Mahjong, and, um, you know, they, they're they dying to have, you know, more people attend that, and they do instruction for it. Um, you know, so there's a lot of fun. But... But we also, what I'm enjoying doing is getting the golfer who has moved to the area and her husband golfs, and they haven't, and they really don't want to play with their husband, but they're looking for, you know, meet new people and meet new friends. We just, um, we have such a good group of ladies that are, you know, my key with women is to be organized and make it fun. If you're organized and fun and not necessarily competitive, it really booms. So we're having a lot of fun getting people that never even thought they would golf, you know, come in and do some lessons and then play with these nine-hole groups, and they all meet afterwards for happy hour, and and now their husbands are meeting, and it just becomes a whole lifestyle. And, you know, people are buying um, golf cars and driving from their communities, and they don't have cart, you know, their golf, their car and drive anywhere. And, uh it's just fun. I'm like, I can't wait till I can do that. <laughs> I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but I keep hoping. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's, it, you know, it, it is, um, like you say, it, it has become a lifestyle. And I think what's nice about golf, and, and, you know, I think as a professional, you can appreciate that as well. Uh, unlike any other sport, um, it sure can frustrate the heck out of you on certain days. Um, but it also has its rewards. And I think the one nice thing about and why so many people, especially as they get into uh, their later years, unlike most other sports, um, whether it be tennis and so forth, it's very, very, uh, golf is not as hard on the 
on the, the joints and things like that. I mean, tennis is something that, you know, when you get into your 60s, 70s and beyond, uh, it's a little bit harder. Um, and I think golf is just something that you can kind of play at your own pace, and it doesn't matter whether you hit it, you know, 150 yards or 300 yards. Uh, everybody at every level can have fun at it, and, uh, and it's challenging, which is, is uh, you know, can be fun in itself, and it can be frustrating, of course, as we both know, but, um, but I, I think because it, it is challenging, and it is a great way too, uh, I think, for people to spend some good quality time. You know, if you get a group of, of as I said, girlfriends out there in the golf course and they get a chance to, uh, you know, uh, whether they play nine holes or 18, they, they're spending anywhere from a couple of hours up to, you know, four-plus hours, um, which is a, a great time, some great quality time together. So there's a lot of, um, you know, benefits to, uh, to golf, unlike many other sports. Um, so let's talk about, as I mentioned earlier at the top of the show, uh, you were awarded the uh, 2019 South Florida's PGA Sections Merchandiser of the Year. Uh, and I would imagine that took a lot of work to, to get to that because, uh, you know, you have to have, you know, so much uh, goes into um, your shop and that. So tell us a little bit about what has made your shop really unique to, mm-hmm. to, uh, to get that award. Well, I couldn't have done it or without my team. I mean, I have a fabulous team, and I have a wonderful merchandiser. And, um, you know, I mean, the key is, you know, a few years back, I think it's been six years now that we opened the new clubhouse. So to get that beautiful, fresh, bright, you know, um, golf shop, you know, with a big circular um check-in area and you know just it's bright and it's you know it was done so that you know we could be win awards and things like that so that's been fun and then just you know making it fresh and exciting you know we found you know as as we start becoming you know more and more um, private and not having as much public play as we used to you know we have to do smaller collections tighter groups you know get the people in there to um buy you know when we go to the show into different things or just go play another course we you know i go check out the other shops and see what we have and um it's just fun because we're constantly looking for new things we're constantly trying different ideas but lots of different collections bringing them in you know changing the displays you know this time of year we're changing them weekly um and uh and just having some fun with it you know excited to see like oh we just put that outfit on the mannequin and it, it sold by two o'clock you know things like that so <laughs> we're just having a lot of fun with it well and you touched on something uh a little bit ago and, and that is you have a a very um definite presence um for the the female shopper if you will um and that's something that really for a long time um and i'm, I'm sure you can attest to this you know, when you walked in traditionally to a lot of uh, pro shops or, or golf shops, um, they were more male-dominated. Um, most of the merchandise there was, was catering to the male uh, golfer and was really very little. And, and I think it, it was very intimidating for a lot of women to go in there because they didn't feel as welcomed, if you will. And I know that for other reasons uh, and other factors, but it sounds like you've really found a good balance uh, in doing that. Would you agree? Um, I do. I mean, it. There's so many, well, first of all, 
ladies love to shop. They love to look good. They love to match. And it's golf's mm-hmm. gotten so fun with their fashions. I mean, we have dresses now and and skirts mm-hmm. and little fringe and and all the stuff. So you know, just trying a new line and you know, you still have to kind of have you know. I'm definitely someone who dresses more traditional, you know. But I have my favorite line, and then I have these ladies who, you know, they want the cutest and sleeveless and tight and all this other stuff and they look great in it and they want their shoes to match and their hat and everything so you know it's a mix and you have to try to you know figure it out but um it's definitely geared and the women love to come in there because we're constantly throwing something new and different at them yeah and i think it's important to to to, to mix it up like that and to and to change it up because you know obviously um Trends come and go in in fashion, and regardless of what um, industry you're you're representing, and even in golf, there's been a lot of changes over the last um, you know couple of decades. And I know I was at this year's PGA show, and and uh, you know I went into to some of the sections where there were a lot of great young designers that um, women designers that were down at the show and had some really interesting uh, fashion. And I gotta be honest, as a male, you know you kind of get a little bit jealous because a lot of the stuff that they design for um, the men's side of things is in comparison, unless you're 20 years old, is kind of bland. You know, I'm 56, so that gives you an idea of my age group. Um, you know, so there's not really a lot of options out there for, for somebody in mind, but for the women, uh, there's so many different, like you said, options uh, to do that. So, um, and, and I think that's important if you're trying to draw more women into the game, then you've got to make it accessible, not only to get on the golf course, but you've got to make it uh, fun and inviting, uh, you know, in your shops as well. And it sounds like you've done that, and hence why you won the uh, uh, the merchandiser year of the award in, in your section. Yeah, it's. I have a whole group of ladies who just go, you know, I'll say, oh, look at that dress, you look fabulous in it, and they go, well, I don't care about playing good, but I know I have to look good. <laughs> right. And they're funny about right. everything happens. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Yeah, that's true. I, you know, I've I've played over the years with with a lot of different women, um, both through instruction and, and otherwise. And oh yeah, I mean, it, they can be terrible out on the golf course, but boy, they're going to look good. You can bet on that. And uh, you know, and that's that's what makes it fun, I think. And I think for somebody in in what you do, um, you know, as you mentioned earlier off air, that you know you don't do as much teaching as you used to do, um, but you've obviously found a, um, an area that you're really passionate about and obviously enjoy. Uh, you know, bring a lot of these different products uh, to market uh, through your shop. And, and it sounds like, uh, you know, obviously uh, you've got a winner there. So how do you decide now? I know obviously you've mentioned before too that you go down to the PJ show and that, but how do you decide what you're going to bring in? Do you just sort of, um, I mean, obviously you have some suppliers that, that reach out to you on a regular basis, but how do you decide if there's some new things? Where do you go to, to find a lot of that out? Well, we have, you know, I have a buy plan and, you know, a budget and all that stuff. And, and we do have the PGA show. Um, but then we have being fortunate down in Florida with so many clubs, we do have a, you know, a spring, we have a couple of spring Mm -hmm. shows and then we have some late summer shows. So we go to all those and, you know, you meet with the different vendors, you know, you kind of have your vendor, you know, you have your faithful vendors that you always, you know, buy from but we I try we try to meet with everyone we try to 
you know, take recommendations from our members or guests. Have you seen this? I mean, and then, of course, you know, having the PGA logo is always a bonus. I mean, because you could do some fun things with having that PGA logo. And, of course, you know, it's a sought-after logo. So, you know, I mean, just things like, you know, sun sleeves and, you know, those are, you know, much more popular, I think, probably down here than they are, you know, necessarily up in the New England section and things. So, you know, right. getting fun prints and, and getting them logoed with the PJ logo. And, and and just, you know, it's really just, you know, keep trying something new. I mean, a lot of times we try something new and it it ends up not working. It goes on the sale rack, you know. So we just check that one off and say, you know, not at this time or that wasn't a good, right. you know, fabric or whatever. But, you know, um, and that's what keeps you guessing and, and you get to have fun with it. So, Well, I see from uh, some of the pictures uh, of your shop that, uh, and I'm referring again to the, to the ladies, that you have some interesting hats, uh, not, not just your typical visors and not just your typical uh, – you know, uh, ball cap style, but uh, you've got some interesting uh, uh, other uh, headwear, if you will. Um, so I, I imagine that, uh, you know, makes for some interesting uh, fashion uh, out on the golf course. It does. We've had some success with it. And then, of course, we, you know, we've tried some lifestyle pieces, you know, so that not everything in the shop is golf-related. We have some things in there that, you know, mm-hmm. you can – that you wouldn't go golfing with, you'd wear to dinner or out to a brunch or yoga. We even have this yoga line in there now and, and things like that. So we try it. Um, you know, I think there was a time there we probably went a little too over the top on um, hats that weren't necessarily for golf, but we've thinned those out and we've kind of um, redirected. But we have a, a really fun hat that comes in all these different colors that has a brim mm-hmm. in it. They put PGA Golf yes. Club and rhinestones on the front, and man, does that sell well because we can match it with almost every outfit we bring in. It has all so many great colors, so it's fun. We try to keep them guessing, and you know, we take chances, and sometimes they work, and sometimes they don't. Yeah, it's always, uh, yeah. you know, it's always, and that, that, that's really the fun of it. I think is is to being able to do that. The other thing too is, um, you know, you mentioned uh, really a couple times, but you want to be able to create um, and, and have, a, a, I guess, lifestyle brands as well. It's not always just on the course. I mean, what, what's really, um, I guess, trendy right now or has been for a few years uh, in women's golf is that is having clothes that they can wear not only on the golf course, but they can very easily transition by, you know, simply changing a top or, or something, and they can actually wear it in, in everyday uh, life and you mentioned even yoga as well that you've got some some lines for that so um, that's one of the interesting things about women's fashion is it's very flexible uh, in and very changeable if you will and I imagine you found that as well with some of the stuff that you brought in we have and um, you know some of it's worked and some of it hasn't and then you know of course if you look at the very young you know, golfers now, whether they're on, you see them on TV or, or collegiate golfers, you know, sometimes their skirts are a little shorter than some of the, my ladies who have been there a long time think that they should be, or, you know, it's a little too sleeveless. And, you know, so I have to kind of, uh, sometimes some of my lady members 
get mad at me because that skirt's too short or, you know, there's not enough right. sleeve there and things like that. So, it, but it's changing because you're seeing that on TV and the younger, mm-hmm. you know, the younger ladies want to wear that, you know? So. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a balancing act, I think, and yeah, and and you know, it it, it kind of keeps you on your toes too because you've got to kind of, you know, stay up on some of the fashion trends and things like that. But at the same time, you've got to find a happy medium and balance uh, for your other members as well, so you don't feel like you're catering to one market and not the other. So, um, I'm sure it's it can be very difficult. So, was there anything that um, special? that you try to do overall when you're running uh, the shop and that when you're putting it together each season, is there a sort of a thought behind, okay, this is what we want to do. Is there, I, I don't want to say agenda, but is there sort of a, a, a game plan each season when you, when you get ready to, to sort of start in, in, you know, 2020, let's say, was there sort of a thing, okay, we want to come out and really, this is something we want to focus on this year in our shop. Um, I think it kind of evolved. You know, you start going, you end up going to one of the shows and you get with a vendor and all of a sudden you see, oh, look at this new look, you know, um, you know, we're doing this with the skirts or we have this dress or, or do that. And then you kind of start seeing a theme with, I don't know how they all know that they're doing this sort of thing, but all the different companies are sort of kind of introducing maybe a new little look. And it kind of evolves through that. Um, I mean, we always have our agenda. You know, we we have our buy plan, and we, we look at the past year and, you know, how did this hat do or how did this line do and how did this type of shoe and bag. And, you know, maybe we, you know, we meet on it and talk about it. But a lot of it just sort of happens. We end up going to a show and we're like, oh, we have to have that or we have to have this. And and the one thing we do always have to be careful with are the colors because sometimes everybody's trending to a, to a purple and then all of a sudden the whole shop is purple, you know, and you have to make right. sure you're not overloading on that type of thing. Was there anything, I'm assuming you went down to the show this year, was there anything that, that stood out to you uh, as, as something that, that you're going to be bringing in this year that was uh, sort of caught your eye and thought, you know, this is really seems to be a trend this year and, you know, we're going to give it a go and, and see how it works? Um, you know, I think the dresses continue to dominate for the ladies, you know, these golf dresses. And so, yep. um, you know, the companies are getting better with it. They're making sure they're putting, you know, at first when they came out, they didn't have the right pockets. So they didn't have the little trunks that go underneath and, and all that. So I think all the companies are getting better that way, and they're all trying to outdo each other with different ruffles and cuts. Mm-hmm. So I still think that's a, you know, a huge hit and more and more people are going that way. Um, in our shop, we definitely sell more skorts than we do shorts. Um, you right. know, so the short market has really fallen off and things like that. With the men, we're having a lot more fun with the men as far as fun prints. Um, you know, the mm-hmm. men are definitely, the different companies are coming out with a lot more fashionable prints and, you know, happy hour prints and fishing prints Mm -hmm. and palm tree prints. And so we're having a lot of fun with that, but, you know, also keeping a traditional line, you know, going in the men, but a lot of color uh, for the men and a lot of prints now. So it's nice. And, uh, you know, and then the beauty of down here is think like 
oh, we're not going to need any outerwear. But the last few mornings have been kind of chilly, so I've been killing it in outerwear. So you always still have to make sure you have that, you know, that <laughs> not the heavy, heavy stuff like you would up north, but a nice, no. you know, base layer or something. Yeah, it, especially uh, this season here, the the temperature has fluctuated. I know um, when I was down at the show, I was down for the whole week, and uh, early part of the week it was very, very cold. Uh, a couple of the mornings, and then it, you know, it 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 shot up real quick. So that's one thing about Florida you can always count on is the temperature can can fluctuate uh, quite drastically and um, at, from time to time. But it, it all circles around uh, once you hit the summer months. It can be pretty pretty steamy and in, in, in especially in south florida but uh, um what are you look most looking forward to uh as you get ready to really get into the 2020 season what are you really particularly looking forward to it at uh, the pj golf club well this year we're super excited because we're actually hosting the pj of america's junior uh girls and boys championship so that'll be a first for us so uh they're coming in the boys are coming in for a week in july and then there's a couple of days off, and then the girls follow them in. So we're super excited about that because it's the best of the best. And, um, you know, having them there, and we can gear some merchandise to them. and um, So that's a lot of fun. Um, you know, we're also hoping, you know, that we're going to redo our practice facility um, throughout the summer as well, and that will be a bonus since, you know, we did close the learning center back in August. So, um you know, it's a lot of exciting stuff. The courses, you know, Dick Gray and his team do a phenomenal job. Um, you know, it's just constantly tournament ready. So we have a great member um, event calendar for events. We just had our ladies member guest, which was an Arabian Nights theme. We actually had two hmm. camels, live camels in for the night and uh, had a blast. So we have our men's member guest coming up in a couple of weeks. So it's nonstop, but... Uh, I love every minute of it, and our, my whole goal is just, you know, these people are here to come here for a lifestyle and to be happy, and that's what I love so much about golf is everyone's coming here to have a good time and relax and hopefully hit some good shots too. So we're here to help them. Well, it certainly sounds like you've got a winning formula at uh, the PGA Golf Club. You've got some great courses, three great courses to play uh, of different challenges and, and different styles. Uh, you've uh, obviously got a successful membership program, but uh, at the same time, you're available for uh, the general public should they choose to play, and uh, obviously some top quality instruction as well. And uh, you're uh, certainly doing an extremely great job uh, with uh, your local lifestyle uh, as well. So, um, as we wrap up here, Holly, um, what's the best way if if people want to uh, experience to the PGA Golf Club, what's the best way to uh, to find out more about it? Well, just, uh, you know, head to our, our website at pgavillage.com. Uh, you can, you know, learn anything you need to know as far as instruction or stay and play packages or, or anything like that or, you know, or learning about our membership programs. So uh, pgavillage.com is definitely the best way to find out anything you need. Perfect. Well, Holly, I want to thank you very much for, for joining me this evening on Golf Talk Live. It's been a pleasure, and congratulations again on uh, on winning South Florida's PJ Sections Merchandiser of the Year, an uh, 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 honor well-deserved. And uh, I will make a point of, of uh, meandering down to the PJ uh, Golf Club uh, sometime a little bit later this year and, and hopefully get a chance to meet you in person. That would be great. I look forward to it. Thank you.
All right. Well, thank you very much, Holly. And it's, again, been a pleasure. And uh, good luck this season. And uh, have fun. Thank you. Have a great night. All right. You too. Bye-bye. All right. That was my very special guest, uh, Holly Taylor, uh, head golf professional at the PGA Golf Club and the 2019 South Florida PGA Section's Merchandiser of the Year uh, in the resort category. And, uh, again, if you want to uh, find out more uh, information, if you go to pgavillage.com, all of the information there about the courses, uh, about uh, the instructors, and uh, just a lot of uh, uh, great things going on there. You definitely want to check it out if you're going to be heading to South Florida in the Port uh, St. Lucie area. Uh, it's a definite must-stop, uh, even if you're not a, an accomplished golfer and you want to just uh, have a, just a, a great overall experience, you want to make sure you do that. So, um, again, thank you, everybody, for joining me tonight. And uh, we're going to cut a little bit short. Don't forget to tune in next week, uh, March the 5th. Uh, we'll be bringing back uh, Coach's Corner, and I'll be going to my full two-hour broadcast, and uh, followed by, uh, after the panel discussion, uh, we'll be followed with uh, another Uh, insightful interview. So thank you everybody for joining me tonight. God bless. And I will see you next time right here on Golf Talk Live. Thanks for listening to this evening's broadcast of Golf Talk Live. Remember to tune in each week at blogtalkradio.com forward slash golf talk live. If you can't join us live, check out the on-demand section for previously aired broadcasts or listen on any of the following social media platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, TalkStream Live, and of course, Spotify. To get updates on future shows and upcoming guests, be sure to visit the show's Facebook page, Golf Talk Live Blog. You can also follow me on Twitter at Ted and Buck CEO. Remember to join me live each week for another great broadcast of Golf Talk Live. See you next time. This has been a production of the iGolf Sports Network.